Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. So today, I am going to be reading from a book called The Q by Amy Tentera. And this was written in 2022, so it's a definitely new to us book, maybe not brand new release, but I thought this would be great for, well, A, all of us who are still living in the pandemic times, maybe not as intensely, but we are still there. But also because I have started watching The Last of Us on HBO and I know there's a lot of you out there that are either A, watching the show, or B, have played through the video games, which are also fantastic. I am not a gamer, but I have watched people play this game and loved the storyline. I loved the whole thing. So anyway, this book kind of made me think that this would be appealing to fans of The Last of Us. All right, so Maisie Rojas has spent her entire life in the queue a post-pandemic quarantine zone that was once Austin, Texas. Born and raised behind the high security walls that sealed their fate, she's now a trusted lieutenant for one of the controlling families of the territory. Lennon Pierce, the charismatic son of a U.S. presidential candidate, has just been kidnapped by his father's enemies and dropped out of a plane into the queue, with nothing but a parachute strapped to his back. Lennon is given a temporary antidote to the disease and crucial intel for his father. But Maisie must get him out of the zone within 48 hours, or he will be permanently infected and forced to remain. With unrest brewing both inside and outside the queue, reaching the exit is a daunting and dangerous task. But if Maisie and Lennon fail, it could mean disaster for the entire quarantine zone and its inhabitants, and could cost Lennon his life. So nowhere in the front flap does it say that Maisie and Lennon fall in love or get feelings for each other. I really hope that's the case. Me personally, I'm kind of tired of every storyline in young adult literature that has come about where the two protagonists end up in some sort of relationship. Like, why can't they just be friends? So again, I don't know that they end up together. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but You know, I just kind of like the idea that maybe this time they don't. Okay, so first chapter. Radio Quarantine with Hadley Lopez, Special Joint U.S. Quarantine Zone Broadcast. Hi, kids. This is Maisie Rojas coming to you live from the queue. That's right. I'm inside the quarantine zone right now. I was born here, actually, 18 years ago when all of you were just a twinkle in your parents' eyes. Hadley Lopez was kind enough to let me jump on her program today. So don't worry, all you Q listeners. Your girl will be back shortly. I'm here today because schools in the good old U.S. of A. are trying a new thing this year, letting some of us inside the Q record a segment for you guys as part of your history lessons, which is cool, I guess. I mean, I always thought school was boring as hell, but maybe I can spice things up a bit for you. And for those of you in the Q, we thought we'd broadcast this to you live just for fun. If you don't like it, turn it off. 
I don't care. So, they want me to tell you a little about the history of the queue, from my perspective. I told them it was probably a bad idea to let me do this, but here we are. No one can say I didn't warn you. All right, they told me to start at the beginning, which I think you already know, but whatever. They said they want to hear my version of events, so here we go. There was a virus, and it was bad. Death, sadness, etc. I'm probably supposed to tell you some science stuff here, but I slept through those classes. You have the internet out there, don't you? You can look it up. Anyway, this virus started in Austin, Texas, which I hear was a pretty nice place back in the day. It quickly spread to Houston and Dallas and some other places I forgot. The U.S. government, which had dealt with two major pandemics in the past 20 years, was like, yo, we got this, we got this. They built a massive quarantine zone around Austin and started shuttling all the sick people over there. Everyone without symptoms went to a separate quarantine zone. Problem was, a lot of people couldn't get out of the Austin quarantine zone, even if they weren't sick yet. Some people, like my parents, didn't have a car and couldn't catch one of the buses because there weren't nearly enough. You had to, like, fight to the death to get on one of those buses, and my parents weren't about that life. Your history classes will probably teach you that it was just the unlucky people or the stupid ones who stuck around and caught the virus, but that's a load of shit. It was mostly just the poor people. Wait, Hadley is holding up a piece of paper telling me I can't say shit. Well, fudge. I'll try to clean up the language, kids. Right, so we have this quarantine zone with all the sick people, and it's a real bummer in there because it turns out that the virus has a 40% mortality rate. On the upside, the President of the United States has become a damn hero for containing the virus before it spread outside of Texas and killed half the world's population. Good for him, I guess. Meanwhile, the 60% who lived and were still in the queue were like, hey, are we getting out of here or what? Spoiler alert, they did not get out. Because bad news, this virus does not provide long-term immunity to people who get infected with it. Which meant everyone inside the queue kept getting sick over and over, and no one could develop an effective vaccine because the virus kept mutating. On the plus side, the mortality rate kept getting better, so people weren't dropping dead left and right anymore. People started trying to escape the queue, which did not go great for them. President Howard was like, yo, that's not cool, and built a huge-ass wall around the whole queue to keep us all in. He said it made people feel safer while they worked on a vaccine. Dude had to do something. It was an election year. He won, by the way. Inside, everything went to hell. Laws didn't apply anymore. All the military and law enforcement we had in here pieced out and stopped showing up for work. Which, fair enough, considering they hadn't been paid for like a year. Eventually, the queue seceded from the U.S., and we figured things out ourselves. Now the queue is ruled by two gangs, or families as we usually refer to ourselves, the Spencers up north and the Lopez family down south. The Spencers are jerks and the Lopezes are geniuses who figured out the artificial organs that are keeping all our asses alive. Oh wait, now Hadley is telling me to stop because she thinks I've broken too many of their arbitrary rules. Well, for all of you still listening up here in the queue, I will end this history lesson because history is boring as shit. Let's get to the good stuff. That is the end of the chapter. I will say I disagree that history is boring. I love history. I think it's very informative and we could learn a lot from it. But anyway, Maisie does not like history and that's fine. So yeah, 
Again, I feel like fans of well, any post-apocalyptic type show or book might be into this one called The Q by Amy Chantera, but especially because it's on my mind is The Last of Us and just, you know, the pandemic in general. But if you did not like that, it's okay. There's a lot of other choices to be found in the library or online through Digital Johnson County. So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed that and that you will join me next time for another Next Reads. 